Hey yo, I'm Katie. And it's your boy Corey, and this is the Press Next Podcast. What is up, you guys? We are back. We back. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Exactly. I feel like, you know, since it's been, what, 10 days, 11 days, 12 days? I don't know. My days are getting turned around. But Happy New Year. We are back. We have not been sitting in, in the studio behind the mic for a long time. So we're so happy to be back, right? The studio. The studio. This, hey, it, listen. <laughs> She's laughing because the studio that we, at least what I'm calling the studio, is our living room. But she she doesn't know. Okay, I've been an artist in a long time. The studio is much like the church. It's not a building. It's where you're at. Okay. okay. We up in the stew. We up in the stew. Okay. Um, one day we'll have enough money to actually have a uh, creative space, an actual True. studio. But anyway, we're back. We uh, apologize for the long hiatus, but we are also mm-hmm. human. So we would like to have a break. And we had a good family time over the break, didn't we? We sure did. Yeah, it was a good time to recharge. So we are back. We watched a lot of stuff. We're so excited for uh, the stuff that we have coming because we did a lot of brainstorming and we're going to bring you some good, good content. Are y'all ready? I'm ready. I know you are because I'm like <laughs> super duper stoked. So listen, we're going to somewhat do a new format to the podcast, mm, right? What are we doing? So here's what we're going to do. Not necessarily last season, but when we first started we started with an idea of let's just do some like a TV show and let's have a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we want to expand that. So here's what our new format is going to be. Every month we're going to bring you one show. Mm-hmm. So one of the episodes will be uh, a complete episode over the entire show. Uh, two movies and then a documentary. So we're going to spread out our wings to cover more topic areas. And instead of you having to listen to five episodes to just break down one show, we're going to do it in one show and we'll break down more movie, movies and we'll have conversations about more documentaries. And typically, they'll be in a theme of the month. Yeah. So every month will kind of fit a typical theme, uh, but that'll be our new format. So you can watch them with us. Uh, we'll give you updates on our IG and our Twitter and everything else of what's coming up next so you can watch it before you do it or... Mm-hmm. You can listen to the episode and then watch it afterwards, or maybe you watched it 10 years ago and you want to hear, hear us talk about it, but that's what our new format is going to be. Every month, one show, two movies, one documentary, and of course, we will also have a watch party because those things are dope. Yeah, I'm super excited about doing it this way because we get to expand what we're covering. I mean, I like sitting down and watching a movie. I like a good movie. Yeah, you are probably more... Um, movie based and show based, and I yeah. feel like you you asked that a lot last year. Uh, was hey, when, let's do this movie. We should do this movie. So incorporating movies and documentaries, I think, gonna, are going to be like great for us. So that'll be dope. That is our new platform. We I won't give the 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 weeks away, but I'll tell you kind of what we're going to cover in January. So we'll be doing the lie, which is a movie about um, what is it like it was about. Oh, parents. Oh, we already watched yeah. that one. Yeah. We're going to be doing a movie called The Lie. We're Which gonna be is doing, on Amazon Prime. Yes, it's on Amazon Prime. We're going to be doing Knives Out, mm, which you can also get so on Prime. Um, and we will be doing today, we're talking about The Social Dilemma. And then I think we just are doing three, so we're like a week out. So Right. But anyway, that's what we're doing this month. We have it all planned out for the year. So 
We are ready to hit the ground rocking and rolling. We are still going to be doing our Press Next Package giveaway. Yes, we finally so, sent out the first one. <laughs> yes, it is in the mail right now. So one of you lucky listeners, one of our beautiful fans, is going to receive a box at their door here soon, probably by the end of the week. Uh, so we hope that you enjoy the things that are inside that box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will do that every month. We'll also do other call to action giveaways to where uh, we get you involved to do something. And we're going to give away some big stuff. So we want to be engaged and we want to be giving to the people who give their time to us. So we're mm-hmm. going to do that. And we're always taking suggestions. Yes. If you um, have a movie or a show or a documentary that you really want us to cover, let us know. Yeah, please do. We'll add it to the list. We will d- indeed add it to the list, even if it's a special episode. We just want to give you content. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to pump these things out. We're going to have fun doing it. So without further ado, you want to jump into what we're talking about today? Let's go. Okay. So today we, this is like the second time we watched it, but mm-hmm. we watched The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary on Netflix, which is really centered around Social media and ethics around social media, Mm -hmm. meaning is the way that the companies run their business platform and these apps, is it really ethical? And it's a a really good, I think they did a phenomenal job of kind of putting it all together because you know how documentaries sometimes can kind of be trash the way they're put together, but I think they put it together pretty well. Um, very like tasteful as, or I guess I can say palatable, meaning it wasn't a bunch of like geniuses in a room with words I couldn't understand. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like they did a great job with that. And then it made me think a lot, a lot, a lot about social media. How do you feel about it? Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It, it did make me think about my usage and, what I do while I'm on these apps, like right. how long am I looking at a photo? How long am I watching a video? Am I just scrolling or am I actually stopping to look at it? Um, how are those ads targeting me? Am I getting sucked into those ads? And I will let you know. Ever since watching this, mm-hmm. I'll be scrolling through Instagram and I'll see an ad for something that I looked up or that I talked about or something. And ever since watching this documentary, all I can picture now are those three little guys who are like <laughs> sending the sending the ad. The little pings yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm more inclined now to say, nope, keep scrolling. You're not getting me. You're not tricking me. Right. I think this has happened this weekend to you, right? Yeah. With the, um, what drink was it? The Vizzies. Yeah, it was The Vizzy Seltzers. Tell that story. Okay, so I don't even, I don't drink seltzers. I don't like them because <laughs> I don't like carbonated water. I try so hard and I can't. I'm not a white claw gal, not a truly gal. But a friend did have some Vizzies and I was like, man, these are actually pretty good. Um, but I didn't say the name of them. I didn't talk about what product it was i just said hey these are good i can drink this literally the next day there was an ad on my phone for them yeah i told her it was probably because (laughs) the people around her were talking about it but maybe it's crazy we were because i feel like vizzies were everywhere this weekend yeah (laughs) and now they'll be on my instagram feed yeah i'm sure they'll probably even be on mine since we're talking about it right now but 
uh, interesting. I've I've always said that about social media stuff. So when we watched this documentary, I was just so intrigued about. I knew like stuff like this was was coming and and going on behind our back. Mm-hmm. And then from a psychological standpoint, I've always questioned what is this doing to us psychologically, right? Like what is this? How is this affecting our mood and behavior and things of that nature? Because that's the gist of the entire documentary is that they're not only gaining data off of you, mm-hmm. they're doing it to slightly alter your behavior. Right. That's terrifying and to me. to prey on you. Right. You know, and so if it to were- To prey on your vulnerability. What was the quote? The quote said um, something like, if you're not paying for the product, you are the product. And that yeah, one, like, deep. I know, right? That like punched me in the chest. I was like, dang, I guess that kind of makes sense because really this only works in, in our society because we're very capitalistic, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that when Steve Jobs and all these other people in the tech industry are coming up with these apps, or at least in the beginning, they never thought it was going to get to where it is today. Right. However, the pendulum typically in America swings too far Yeah, on everything. And mm-hmm. it's because we're so money driven. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everything's on how can we increase and get more money? Mm-hmm. How can we increase and get more money? Yeah, there's never enough. Exactly. And so for us as a consumer, we're just like, oh, we have this quote unquote free application. But uh, I will tell you all like <laughs> some of my super duper conservative friends say whenever I say something's free. They typically respond with, nothing's free. Somebody's paying for it. Okay, Bernie Sanders. Anyway, it's true when it comes to these social media platforms. Yes, as a consumer, I can create an account and click on it and get to use it. Mm -hmm. What I don't know is that I'm actually paying and what I'm paying is attention. Right. So it's just, uh, it's this documentary. Listen, y'all, if you have not seen it, you have to see it. Overall, I think they did a pretty good job um was there like one moment that like stuck out to you yeah so i think the biggest thing that stuck out to me was when the guy the teenage boy whatever was gonna go on a week hiatus from his phone Mm -hmm. well then his phone kept sending him notifications that they knew that he would look at right have you ever gotten those pointless Dumbass Facebook notifications for no reason that have nothing to do with you. Yes. Corey liked a photo. Okay. I don't care nothing about that. So, and shout out to Kev for um, leading the way on this. But she told me what she did. And I was like, man, I'm going to do that too. Because I am so sick of picking up my phone and looking at it for no reason. So she went in, turned off all the notifications for her apps. For social media apps. I did the oh, same. Okay. So now I don't get notified about Facebook. I don't get notified about Twitter. I don't get notified about Instagram. I had to turn Snapchat back on because I would go weeks without looking at it. Mm. And then I'd be confused. That is true. I used to snap you and be like, why haven't she opened <laughs> this in like seven days? We're married. Like, I know because I forget about Snapchat as an app. But anyways, <laughs> my friends would start talking about things that they sent in the Snapchat. And I'd be like, what are you all even talking about? Where did that come from? So I turned notifications on that back on. But 
I don't get notifications from those things unless I click on the app and go into the app. Uh. So then I also kind of have to think about it before I do it, you know? Right. Sometimes I still mindlessly do it now that I've gotten used to not having the notifications. Right. But it's nice to look at my phone and not have several notifications that are pointless and just drawing for my attention. Yeah, they're definitely... So kudos to her for doing that and then putting you on that train. I've gotten to where... When I download an app, I make a decision then. Do I really need these notifications? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I either turn them on or turn them off. Uh, like Clubhouse, my God. Okay, I didn't know that Clubhouse literally... I'm not, We'll talk about Clubhouse. I was going to say, explain that because I don't have one. Okay, so we'll go into it now. This is what Clubhouse is. Clubhouse is um, an invite-only platform. And basically, it's Twitter with voices, but people have these uh, these rooms that you can be in, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody can start a room. Let's say the topic is jumping the broom, okay. okay? And you have a stage, quote unquote. It's a stage. So some certain people are highlighted. And if you are just a listener, you can jump into that room. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can join the clubhouse. You can hear what the people on stage are talking about. But you can also like raise your hand and be brought up to the, st- the stage to speak. Hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the thing, so Clubhouse. Are there pictures? Do they know what you look like? Yeah. Well, you can submit whatever picture you want to put on your profile. You uh, know what I mean? Just profile pictures? Yeah. But hmm. the thing is, you have to be verified. So you can't, that's why it's invite only. So when you get on there, there's a certain verification process. And that's why you have to be invited as well. Gotcha. So your account gets started, but then they verify that you are who you say you are. And so you then can't catfish? Is, I'm sure you probably can yeah. because people who catfish are phenomenal. So I'm sure True. they can find a way to do so. True. But I haven't really seen nobody on there. Well, how would I even know? But you just, you just jump into these rooms. And so the benefits that I've gotten from Clubhouse is that I've networked and met some people. The thing that I hate about Clubhouse is that everybody thinks they're an, they're an expert, right? Yeah. Um. And so it really is just like Twitter, like with voices, but the notification, it is because people on Twitter got too many opinions. True. (laughs) And that's how it is with a clubhouse. All I ever hear is one mic, one mic, one mic. I mean, way too many people talking. Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. People just yelling and it'd be like some rooms just be funny. You know, some rooms are actually really cool and they have like these famous people in them who are actually giving you a free masterclass of the knowledge that they have. Nice. That's cool. But that's like far and few. What it really is, is like these people who think they're experts, you know, and they get on there. Have you seen the meme that says like, do you know about, uh, do you know how to make a hit and get a Grammy? The little girl and the guy, and the guy's like, "No, I don't." And they're like, "Cool, let's start a clubhouse to uh, chat together and talk <laughs> no, about I how we're seen experts." Because that. that's exactly what it is. I get in there and I'm like, people are just throwing around their credentials, mm-hmm. like they're really, you know, something. And it's like, bro, we're all in the same place. Really, it's it was. I think the purpose of it again, the pendulum swinging too far. Mm-hmm. I think the purpose of it was really just to get people into rooms to to network, to connect, to chat about subjects um, that they are passionate about and things of that nature, but. The reason I even brought up Clubhouse is because it sent me notifications like every five seconds. Hmm? Oh, this Clubhouse has started. This uh, Join this topic because we think this topic is going to be interesting. You should join this topic. So I turned that off. So the only Clubhouse invites I get are the people who are actually in Clubhouse and who want me to join their, uh, who want me to join their conversation. So that's probably the only reason why I use it anymore. I've I've kind of slowed down using it, but the notifications are ridiculous. 
I even hate the notifications on Facebook. So I know like what you were talking about earlier. I don't care that yeah. somebody else likes somebody else's photo and comment on their status. Yeah, and I really hate the so-and-so went live, and I tried to turn that off, and then it didn't turn off. Right. So it made me mad. Have you even noticed that on – I've noticed this on IG Live. You know, you can name your live, right? Like, if you go on live, you can put a name on it. Really? Yes. And so now what people will do is they'll put the name – It'll they'll, they'll put mention you. Hmm, so to it'll draw say, you in to look at their life. Right. It'll say, this person mentioned you, but really it's the title of their life. But you're going to say, oh, think I've seen that. wow, this person is talking about me. And you click on it, <laughs> like, they ain't talking about me. They ain't here talking about freaking guns and weed. And they ain't talking about me. But genius, it, to me, that's no different than what these companies are doing. Right? right. It's slight manipulation. Right. To get you connected. Because I might click on that video and be there for way longer than I even ever anticipated to be there. True. One, because you might be interested. But two, because it's hard to get out of Instagram Live. Oh my live. gosh. <laughs> oh my God. It's hard. I hate when I accidentally click on it and I'm like, no, dang it. Right. Like, it's just all of these apps are... Another thing that they said on, on the social dilemma that I think is really... It just really drove home a point. They were talking about, and you hear this pretty often, social media is a tool. Facebook mm-hmm. is a tool. Mm-hmm. Instagram is a tool. And the guy said, why was nobody upset about bikes? He was like, a bike is a tool. Right. It sits there and it waits on you and you can use it when you want it. Mm. These things are are trying to get your attention. You were being used. You know what? When I was younger, it's funny that you say that. And now I'm like, dang, I feel some conviction. Because when I was younger, Deanne, my stepmom, that was one thing that she always, always said to me when I was on my phone. She was like, that's the thing about a text. It'll be there later. That's the thing about your phone. It'll be there later. Mm -hmm. You don't need to look at it right now. Mm -hmm. You don't need your phone at the dinner table. It ain't going nowhere. Right. It ain't going nowhere. I said, I told you that yesterday. (laughs) Listen. Uh, by the my way, my phone took five hours to update. Uh huh. Speaking about phones, and it said it needed to be locked for five hours, and I was like, all day. Uh huh. And I said, don't that phone gonna be there? Phone gonna be there tomorrow? But needless to say, you got a new beautiful phone. I did. It I is did. Nice. I got the twelve Pro Max. Mm, it's fancy, girl. I'm, I'm fancy. I'm finna give me one, but I'm gonna have to wait. But anyway, the. The documentary is amazing. You should watch it. Um, I'm really interested. I'll put some questions up on Instagram to see what your thoughts are about social media. And I think that this should start different conversations. So as we typically do, my favorite section of this show, I got some questions and we're just going to do a discussion. That might also be a different thing that we do uh, from now on is that We'll talk about the movies and stuff, but we're gonna spend a little bit more time focusing on discussion and themes. Right. Um, but so especially here we go. with documentaries, because right. you kind of gotta you got to. We're gonna dive deep into like every single question as deep as we want to go. Uh, so if you're here for the to stick around, then stick around. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So first and foremost, let's just talk about it off the top. What positive things do you enjoy about social media? All right. Um, I really enjoy the fact that you can stay connected. Mm. To people, you know, I mean, I think that was its original purpose was to stay connected to people. And that is what I enjoy about it. I like that I can see what my friend who I haven't seen since college is doing. I get to see her family bloom, you know? Right. So 
I like that aspect of it. And then I also like the aspect of people sharing themselves with you and you being able to find new things that you enjoy based off of what they've shared. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know this, and a lot of my friends know this because I send them stuff, but there's this one specific Instagram account I follow. Shout out House and Hens. Mm. If you're into ducks. Uh, home decor <laughs> and ducks, give her a follow. But on Instagram, I love following her because one, she's super real. Two, her ducks are freaking cute. And three, she does home renovations and she does DIY projects in her house and makes them look so easy and that's something I really enjoy. Right. I really enjoy home renovation crafts. Um, I say home renovation. I don't have a home. So That's well. okay. <laughs> One day. Um, and just doing things around the house and making your space look and feel as comfortable as possible. So um, that. And then also, I'll say, I really enjoyed TikTok over the shutdown. Right. Because... So many people were posting and it might have just been because I was new to the app or whatever, because mm -hmm. I really didn't start getting on it until shutdown. Right. But seeing people post their art or what they draw on Procreate or, you know, anything like that. I love seeing people's hobbies because maybe it'll spark an interest in you that I never knew yeah. Was that easy? Or right. I say that easy, but that accessible right. to me. Okay. So Yeah, what I about mean, you? From from my standpoint, when I see you do those things, like the I see the genuine joy you have when all I hear is the ducks when I turn the corner, <laughs> right? The freaking quacking. <laughs> but <laughs> but I can see how engaged you are and how happy that makes uh that makes you and stuff like that. Um so I think I do like I feel the same way about that. I think staying connected, getting connected, um, reaching out, meeting new people. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a time where literally, if you met new people, the only way you can do it is if you traveled and went to right, you know, went somewhere right. Um, and so, and now, I can literally talk to somebody in Australia at this very moment, mm -hmm. right? So the internet and social media has been uh, amazing, in the in in being able to connect the world. And I think a prime example is that is something that you already tapped on was that do you remember how this is what made me just really enjoy the human race for a second because i think sometimes we get really caught up in uh the weeds and stuff yeah when the pandemic hit and for a moment there it seemed like the entire world was, was shut down page. right it was shut down for like two three weeks and everybody was on the same page everybody was together it felt like we were in it together. Together, isolated. Right. You know, like we... Isolated together. Or we stayed together. Like it was... We stayed connected. Mm -hmm. People were singing. One, We started trends around the world, you know, over in People a whole other country. Balcony. Right. But it moved yeah. here. Somebody was doing this and then it moved out. And so the ability to be connected as one human race at a time where you could argue is, is really a bleak time for the world that's just phenomenal like yeah i love if we didn't have social media we would have not have ever been able to witness that right and so for me it made me feel like sometimes i forget that there are humans who are just like me in different areas of the world yeah who are struggling with the same stuff i'm struggling with 
in different areas of the right. world. So yeah, I love that too. From right down the street to c- countries away, mm-hmm. uh, you know, across the freaking oceans and stuff like that. I enjoy that. I think the it's funny. Social social media is funny. There's a bunch <laughs> of hilarious people. Okay, people are funny, and I'm like. Who would have thought of that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought of that? No, me and my friends say that all the time. People are funny. The people end. are petty. People are funny. I say people are time. creative. <laughs> the internet is the greatest uh, because, I mean, it's just hilarious. I get on Twitter and I die laughing. Some of the best days of my life have been caused by black Twitter. I was about to okay. say, I don't think there's anything as funny as black Twitter. Okay. Some of the best days of my entire life. I mean, even recently when we were on break, we had the Negro solstice and I was in just tears, crying, laughing mm-hmm. and had a bunch of joy because that was a hilarious day. Yeah. If you don't like Twitter, you don't follow enough black people. Yeah. Facts. Because, you got to uh, get into the black, uh, black Twitter circle. Funny, um, put funny, yourself funny. in there because it is hilarious. It's amazing. Uh, and that would not happen. I mean, it would still happen, but such in such smaller circles and we wouldn't know. So I think that's a positive thing about social media. Obviously, even with, um, you know, connecting with employers and stuff like that, you can right. find your whole new career from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like positive things. I think LinkedIn. <laughs> what like are there any other positive things you can think of off top that come with social media? I mean, I personally don't have experience with this, but people have grown their business facts through social media i mean facts. people get paid from social media right and created an entire career making more than they did at their day job before social media that's incredible to me people are getting i mean i'm slightly jealous but it's pe- fine people are getting <laughs> degrees yeah. now so that's i mean it's wild i i, I can't say that I, typically the conversation and we'll move into this about social media is very um, it's negative. very negative, mm-hmm. right? But I think we don't really talk about the positive things that happen. And that may be just a human behavioral thing because that's what we do as humans. Yeah. We really do focus on negative-ish. That is true. But I think there's a lot of positive things and we probably didn't even touch on them all. There's so many of them. But Yeah, let us know what you enjoy most Right. About it. On the other side of the coin, there's a bunch of things that I dislike about social media. Ooh, let's get into it. All right. Off top for me. We already talked about notifications, so I'm going to wipe that off. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that it moved, especially I'm going to focus on Instagram right now. Okay. To like an influencer-based platform and like mm-hmm. a marketplace b- platform. I hate it. Mm. And this is the prime example of the pendulum swinging too far. So you created an app where you said, hey, we want people to connect through photos because mm-hmm. you know a picture's worth a thousand words now i remember when instagram was popping and that was like the slogan right right where you were posting pictures and people could connect with the pictures put a hashtag on it people can find your photo mm-hmm. and sure people were just snapping photos of food and stuff and people were like i don't want to see your food but like it's also serving as like a journal for everybody right you want right. to be able to go back and see the stuff that you did i started following people because I enjoyed them, I want to see and stay connected to them. If I get on Instagram right now, I don't see the people who I want to see. I see the influencers. That's true. I don't get to see my friends. I miss the fact that somebody was pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm missing all of those moments that I actually wanted to see because the pendulum swung too far into how do we make money off of this platform. Right. 
Or we have influencers and they can push money through because we got ads and everything else. Mm -hmm. And we can change it to a marketplace uh, based for, uh, oh platform. Oh, my. I yeah, hate I it. I hate that update. I hate it. As a matter of fact, if y'all have not noticed, have you noticed, I post more on my stories than I do in my feed. Yeah. Do you want to know why? Why? Because I, when I look at my story, I see that like people over 200 saw people saw my story. Mm -hmm. People are not seeing, based on the algorithm, they're not seeing my post. The people right. that I want to see my post are not seeing it. Right. I know they're not. You want to know why? Because I'm not seeing theirs. And if I go to anybody's page, matter of fact, please, pull out your phone right now. Y'all check this out. Go to somebody's page that has like 25K followers or above, or really just has like a crap ton of followers. Mm -hmm. Find a photo that you would think, man, this is going to have a lot of likes. Why would somebody have 40K plus like followers? And somebody's likes on their page be like 200. Because they paid for their followers. Now, that's one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's one. That is I'm very true. Kidding. There's probably some bots out there. But even maybe somebody who know who probably got organic followers. You have a thousand followers and you're only getting 25 likes, 50 likes. People aren't seeing your content. I cannot stand that. That's one thing that I am. That I dislike about social media is that. They are really pushing in the capitalist money into it, and it's losing the basis of what it was supposed to be. You created it for something, and money allowed you to let it be a monster. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Pisses me off. Let's just swap, because I can sit here and talk forever. So what's one thing you dislike? So going off of that, just the influencer culture, because I feel like as people we already compare ourselves to others. Facts. And I think that my biggest dislike about social media, and it's myself too. I mean, it's my own mental battle, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody has things that they deal with, but comparison, you know, just seeing immediately being able to see what everybody else is doing and how the picture is not what it seems. Right. A photo is not what it seems. Mm -mm. Everything is not what it seems. Like they said on Wizards of Waverly Place. Hey, Drake had a lyric about that, didn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But just being able to see everything right there at your fingertips everything about everyone and comparing yourself to them and also being able to edit things to look like mm. completely different mm. you know mm -hmm. i mean that that led to something called snapchat dysmorphia um now i'm sure that that is not fully into like this dsm right now mm -hmm. but i remember that was a topic of like these there are people who are changing their bodies because young people who are changing their bodies because of the stuff that they are seeing. They want to look more like their filter. Do you right. remember that period of time? It I was do. like maybe like four or five, six years ago. I do. But also like, yeah, I do. People were getting surgeries yes. to look like stuff. I mean, I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode the other day where they were talking about Snapchat filters mm -hmm. or just filters in general. And Joe Rogan's daughter took a picture of him and then made him into a girl. And he was just so shocked because it actually looked like a girl. Fat is, and he was like, like, that's real. me. And 
So the fact that you see all of these people who probably don't look like what their picture is mm-hmm. and their skin is air, airbrushed, you know, nobody's skin is that flawless right? all the time. Right. Um, nobody's teeth are that white. Probably. I don't know. Mine ain't, but if yours they are. are, let me know. <laughs> I about to say, you got pretty white teeth. Thanks. And then just things like that, you know, it, it's different than what it seems on social media. And so I think the my biggest dislike is the fact that it plays into our mental health and what we think about our own selves. Right. Whereas we can see a picture of somebody on the beach and think, man, they're living this lavish lifestyle. I wish I could be like that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're on the beach with three people that they haven't talked to all day because they're too stuck in their phone or they're miserable. They're going through something. We don't know what they're going through. Right. It's it, They don't want to be on the beach. They would rather be at home with their husband who loves them. You know, mm-hmm. they would rather be in a, you know, they'd rather be in my shoes. But now they're caught up like they got a, uh, they became a caricature of themselves. Right. You know, they, and I feel this way about a lot of people and I do think that the attention that has been given to these influencers does continue to cause that. Mm -hmm. I think I saw a guy today, actually, I don't know his name, but he, you can tell he's just like, he's, he's fell into a role that maybe not even he wanted to be in, but it's too profitable for him to get out of. Right. It's too much attention for him to leave. It's just like again, I'm gonna we're gonna mention Joe Rogan here. <laughs> and he we was, love Joe Rogan. We do love Joe Rogan. Uh when he was talking to a guy about like some vegans and the stats about vegans who kind of fall off the wagon, so to speak. And um he was talking about his friend that who was a vegan, but he was talking about how hard it is to get out of being a vegan because if you do, you get like shamed, right? <laughs> and it's almost the same way with these influencers, or the way that I think it is. It's like once you become an influencer, this is my assessment. I would imagine that now you have the pressure of like, I have to continue to create content. Mm-hmm. I'm on this high. I have to keep like writing it because if I don't, the next person's going to come in and take my spot. Mm-hmm. So you might even, you might not be built like that. Right. But now you're in this position. Right. And I hate that for them. And I hate that for us because it's all fake. The, the pictures that you posted, just perfect example. I'll use myself for an example. I posted a picture today of me in the woods. I'm in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm not in the woods. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not in the woods, but it looked like I'm in, still in New Mexico. You know, the picture that I posted of you that looked like you're in the snow, it wasn't snowing. It's so pretty, though. It's very pretty. <laughs> I, I edited it that way. I was like, I gotta keep it because it looks fly. But nah, tell them what you wanted to say. I did want to say something about a snow bunny, but I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? But I do. I posted it specifically on a day where it was like snowing in Texas. Well, why is that important? Yeah. Most of our friends are from Texas. Most of the people who are going to see this post are from Texas. So in a way, they probably felt a little bit more connected with the photo because it seemed like it was happening right then. Right. So my point is that we are all being manipulated not only by these companies, but by other people and ourselves. And that is is a product of social media. So I get it. I get why you hate it. I hate that. I hate the notifications. I also hate... uh, Yeah. 
I also hate the fact that people can hide behind a phone. It's so easy to comment on someone's photo and just tear them apart like they're not a real person. Right. Because of what? Nobody knows who you are. You're a fake account. You follow one person, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's that that hit they're going to get when somebody says, when somebody likes their comment. Right. Right. Somebody's like, oh, you, you know, you burned this person or this is funny or whatever, or you retweeted it. And it's like, that was really spiteful and really hateful to this other person, but it was kind of funny. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to retweet it. And the thing, and that's the same thing with this person. Now they went, their, their tweet went viral and now they are chasing for that again. They're Mm -hmm. chasing for that like reward, right? This is, yeah, they're chasing for that clout. This is hacking. This is what you, like, if you don't understand this, they talk about this in the documentary, but this is hacking your brain. These are real things that are happening in your brain that are changing chemical things in your brain that are making you want more. If you don't think that you can have a process addiction to social media, to your phone and everything else, please think again. It is happening to you right now. Right. I don't know anybody. I might know one person who is not addicted to something in their phone. Maybe one. And it might be my pops. Okay? <laughs> it might be my pops, but he might be the only person. There's a, there's, we're so connected from the second we wake up, the guy in the documentary said it too. He was like, when do you check your phone before you use the bathroom in the morning or while you're peeing? Because those are the two options. Mm -hmm. It's wild. That's true. You wake up, you check, you just connect it. You just grab your phone. And social media did that. I can't wait to get an alarm clock that is not my phone. So you don't have to look at the phone in the morning. Well, that way my phone isn't the first thing I grab. Right. I have time to think. And I've been trying to implement that after listening to Matthew McConaughey on Joe Rogan. Right. <laughs> Joe Rogan, here we go again. Okay. Uh, we're addicted. Anyways, um, I was listening to that episode and Matthew McConaughey was talking about how he kind of unplugs and ways that he works on his mental health. And he was saying, you know, I take 15 minutes in the morning or it doesn't have to be 15 minutes. Just take some time before you grab your phone right. to really sit in yourself and think about the day ahead. I say a prayer, and that's my time to really connect with God before the day starts mm-hmm. and plan out my intentions for the day before getting on my phone to see the same things I saw last night before right. I went to bed, right. you know? Or who texted me overnight, or did something happen overnight, or you know what I mean? Like, right. I get it, and I would love to do that. I think I'm a little bit more disciplined now than I was back in the day because I typically, last summer I didn't do this with COVID going on, but typically every summer I go on a, a social media like cleanse. Yeah, I did that one summer. time with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the entire summer, like I'm off uh, of social media, and I love it. I enjoy it. It gets me very grounded. But the other thing that I really dislike And this is a product of, again, I'm going to say this phrase all the time, the pendulum swinging way too far, Mm -hmm. is it creates these echo chambers. So let me explain what I'm saying. The algorithm is set up to show you things that you like. If you like something, it's going to continue to feed feed you that type of material Mm -hmm. because that's how they're going to make their money. Right. Right? Like, for instance... The best way I can explain this is if you like pizza, you love pizza, I'm not going, and I'm a robot that places you in places to eat, I'm not going to send you to the chicken joint. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you in the spots where you're going to eat this pizza if my job is to optimize 
the money that I'm going to get off of you. Right. Well, and TikTok is an example for that. You know, your for you page is things that you've shown interest in. So if I've shown interest in home renovations, my for you page is going to be a lot of home renovations. Right. Because that's what I've liked. They right. know that that's the, the content that I like. And so they're going to keep showing me that and it's going to keep populating. And they have like a discover page though too, yeah. which I like, but then what's the algorithm behind that too? So I don't even like really know because some stuff I post on TikTok, I, I get like 10,000 views or whatever. And it's another thing I post like three views. So I'm like, I don't even know what that algorithm is. I had to crack that code. Right. But the echo chambers, we don't even know it. It's happening that we don't even know it. Right. We just continue to see the same thing. So I'm going to roll this into the next question, but it creates this. I only see the content that I want to see, which means I'm only getting ample. I'm only amplifying the things that I want to hear. Or I don't know if you've ever heard this phrase, but you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> it's you're giving me information that I already know. As right. a matter of fact, the information you're giving me is stuff that I'm, I'm already agreeing with. So honestly, I'm not growing through social media. Right. I'm not getting dissenting information. I'm only getting information that people are agreeing with me because it makes me feel better. Right. How many of us honestly go outside of ourselves to hear differing opinions and will accept those differing opinions? Right. Not just to listen to them so you can argue, but to really try to see why is it? Why do you think the way that you think? Right. That's not what social media does. Social media puts these, us in these small echo chambers. So where we agree with everything that we agree with and we only see the things that we agree with, which leads me to the question of the day. Did social media play a role in the insurrection that took place last week? Yes. How so? One, I think it was. So let's just back up. I believe that everything in the political whatever we've been through in the past year. You know, I believe that everything social media has played a role in. Um, like you said, if you agree with something, you're going to see more of that. Or if the people that you're surrounded by probably think similarly to you, so you're going to be surrounded by that. Luckily, I'm not, I don't live in a small town anymore and I have a lot of friends who have different opinions, mm-hmm. right? So I get the best of both worlds. However, if you do not intentionally do that, if you do not intentionally keep both sides, mm-hmm. you're only seeing one side. Right. And that side looks really promising. And it looks like all of the facts are lined up. And so, of course, you want to believe that. So then you jump on the train and you get, no pun intended, and (laughs) then you get angry at things that are happening, right? Yes. Or you're on the left side and you are getting angry at the other side. Like, social media is a place to vent your frustrations. Well... It's a place where you can. I don't know if you should. <laughs> Topic but, for another day. Right. It's a, it's a place where you can say anything you want. So people think. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you get troops rallied up and mad and behind you. 
and then you create this scenario off of false information. Right. And I'm saying false information because whether you're on the left or the right, you don't know what's going on. You know? Mm-hmm. The Ever. media, the media is fake news. Faces. They're just going to, honestly, though, the media construes everything for views. Well, yeah. So they're only going to post things that you're going to watch or that's going to draw you in. Right. Or, right. Or they're going to, their bias is going to deliver the, the, the information in a way that is palatable for you. Right. So, but either way, they're not going to show people peacefully standing there with a sign. Right. They're going to show the people who are busting windows, you know, things that are going to draw people in. Right. And that's, and the thing is, so I agree with you. I do think that it played a, a role, if not the major role in what started and sparked what happened last week. There's also, again, I'm sure the companies feel away because there's another side to this coin, which is we have to, we have some responsibility in this because we feed into it. Right. We see the information, we double down. Even though we're getting fed the different information, uh, different information, we're not going out of our way to hear differing information. We get fed certain information, right? Right. And so we are not aware because we all we see is this perfect example. I luckily work in a career of, of a field of education, so I have a lot of people who have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> a lot of those thoughts happen to be well-educated thoughts. So I enjoy that. But as my mom would say, there's a lot of um there's a lot of old fools. And what I mean by that is don't don't just take just because somebody has a degree means they're just smart as hell. My point is that when I have conversations with people, they can articulate the reasons why they feel certain ways. And for the most part, they can be cordial about, okay, I see why you might think that way. I just feel differently. Mm-hmm. And we leave it there, right? right? There's a level of understanding. And when, emotional intelligence. and Right. And emotional intelligence is a level of understanding. So I'm just going to use BLM. I've participated in BLM marches. You've participated in BLM marches uh, and protests. None of them that we have ever been to have ever been violent. And I use the word violent by means of harming people and or things. Mm-hmm. Just like the stuff that happened at last week, all we saw were people storming the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw other people who were there who did not, who were quote unquote peacefully mm-hmm. protesting before. But you know how, how far in their information they were? It turned into... This is BS. Antifa is the one who started the insurrection to make it look like we're doing it. But we were act. No, that's not what happened. So (laughs) what happens is this. And the same goes for BLM. So I'm going to use this as uh, an idea, as a benchmark. This is not an indictment on any of these organizations. I'm going to use BLM as being left wing 
Okay. I'm going to use QAnon to be right wing. At the BLM protest, when stuff popped off, what were all the BLM people saying? That doesn't define us. Those are some knuckleheads who are doing their stuff. Right. As a matter of fact, I saw people say it was these right wing people who started it, who weren't even a part of BLM. Mm-hmm. I saw that from the left wing. Mm-hmm. These Trumpers <laughs> who went out, conservatives went out to protest and the Trumpers took over the Capitol. And I'm seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Republicans saying, we were there pro- protesting. And it was peaceful. But it was, and it was peaceful. But it was Antifa or the left side who started the protest. Really what it is is this. We are all, if you had to put us on a political spectrum, most of us are moderate people. Mm-hmm. We want the same things. We talked about this in the hot tub. We want the same things. We just have a different way of going about it. Most right. people I know really are just moderate people. Right. And so maybe they lean a little bit right. Maybe they lean a little bit left. Maybe they're a mix of both. And then you have a far side who is super echo chambered on the right. And you have a far side on the left who is super echo chambered. And those two ends can't talk to each other. Here's the deal. They, because they're interesting, right, to look at, have now become the face of the division, quote unquote, division in the country. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that the the country is more divided now than ever? No, because we don't have slaves. (laughs) Okay, that's number Mm -hmm. one. And Jim Crow laws are not in now, even though we are still being affected. So is it more divisive as ever? No. Is it still divisive? Yes. Will it probably always be divisive? Yes. But if you get outside of social media, you will find it is not as divisive as you think. Amen. I talk to people every single day who I feel connected with in my community who are black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Right. And never feel like, oh, man. They have ill will towards you. Right. Yeah. The The problem is, as you said earlier... And I don't want to just put this on the media. But the thing is, we're intrigued by those things. We rubberneck things that are like mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why when you're driving on a highway and an accident happens, you're trying to break your neck to go look at the accident. Right. But we drive every single day and we don't break our necks to just look at the cars passing by because that's normal. So those are outliers, but we're allowing the outliers to be the face of what we are. That's, that's true. not who we are. Most of us are moderate in the middle. So yes, it played a role. And... People feel emboldened and the stuff that they, the echo chambers that they were in, right, made them feel as if like, no, this is really a thing. The revolution has to happen now. And it's, it's going a on. It's a revolution. And it's going on now. We're storming the Capitol. Okay. If you haven't seen that video, I, I don't even care about like party or anything, but that video is so funny. It's hilarious. And the she's woman, rubbing her eye with an onion. The woman who's like... What 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 were you doing? We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. But why? It, it's a revolution. Ma'am, the revolution <laughs> is going to happen when we all get together as a people. She was so excited. She was very excited. I wonder excited. if she's in jail. And it's going to be more than 30,000 people at <laughs> a revolution as well. So let's go ahead and say that one. But that leads me to my next question. Is there something fundamentally wrong with social media? Y- 
I'm going to go into something else that you have because I feel like what I'm about to say answers my question for okay. that. Is there a fundamental problem wrong fundamental problem with social media? Mm-hmm. I believe that one of the main problems that we see with social media is groupthink. Mm. So, obviously, like you said, echo chambers. You see something and that's all you see. So then you believe it to be true. Right. So I believe that groupthink is, one, super dangerous, as you can see. Right. And two, you're not allowing yourself to see other opinions or form your own opinions or do your own research. You just... Say, yeah, I saw that Trump is bad on Twitter, so I believe Trump is bad. You know, people don't even watch the news or that was a bad example because there's stuff everywhere. But what I'm saying is, you know, people don't do their research on anything before forming an opinion. Mm -hmm. I saw it on social media, so it must be true. I agree with you. They... um will run with the narrative mm-hmm. and everybody will run with it. And then, the, and then the worst part about it is that if you have any other opinion or maybe even you're just waiting to give your opinion, you are now the enemy. Canceled. You're, oh my gosh. I'm so b- glad you brought that up. I hate cancel culture. Yeah. And that's a part of that group think. That's a part of that group think. Cause when you sit down and I'm going to, I'm not going to sit here and act with y'all like I'm, haven't fell victim to that because I have. But the one thing that I have always done is that like, if I messed up, I retract what I said and let people know my different opinion, my different perspective with the new information that I have. So I fell victim to it, but the cancel culture, that's straight group think you have not taken into context, anything. You just heard somebody give one good point and you're like, or one, not even good point. It may just be valid. You just one valid point, and you're like, "Oh, I feel the same way." Mm-hmm. So this is flat out what it is. This person's mm-hmm. got to be canceled. Mm-hmm. So, so, and, and we talked about this earlier too. The people who are, who have changed completely, what they said a tweet twenty years ago, mm-hmm. said something twenty years ago. And you want to cancel them now for who they were twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. But then, if I get into questioning you, of saying, "Hey," How would you feel if we tried to cancel you now because of who you were 10, 15 years ago? Are you a better person now? They would say, yeah. Well, then why are you trying to why are you trying to drag that person? Right. And you don't even know them. We don't even know these people. Like, honestly, we don't know them. Kevin Hart. I've never met Kevin Hart a day of my life. We did go see him in Oklahoma City, <laughs> but I've never met him. How am I going to cancel him? Right. Well, anybody else. I haven't met them. I don't know them. And if I know them... If I cancel somebody and I know them, I'm not broadcasting that. The reason why I cancel them is very personal to me. Right. I'm not telling you you should cancel them. I'm just not. I ain't riding with it. And I think that a part of that is that we, that's dangerous about cancel culture, is that you're not allowing people to grow. You're not allowing people to evolve and change. And something that I hate is that you did this. Okay, well, let me change that. Well, it's too late. You already did it. Right. So what do you want me to do? Right. But you know, but they want that grace that they're not willing to give other people. Right. And I say they and I'm really I should say we 
I don't want to ever exclude myself from the conversation that we're talking about because I'm a part of this as well. Right. I'm not an expert. I'm not holier than now. But we can't, we can't ask for grace that we're not willing to give. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm completely, there's another side to this coin. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of different conversations around this. And I actually understand a lot of them. Uh, but there's a conversation for cancel culture. I just think that it should not be a part of groupthink. I think that if you have some sort of personal reason that makes sense to you, then fine. Don't continue to support that person. Don't continue to connect with that person. Right. But also, don't shame and crap on another person who doesn't feel the same way. They don't feel the same way as you. They didn't yeah. have the same experience as you. So why are you mad? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how we have to kind of justify stuff like... Personally speaking, I tell about this all the time. I say everybody's a hero in somebody's story and everybody's a villain. Mm-hmm. So before I met you, I'm sure there are people out there who believe that I'm the villain in their story. Right. But you only know me from now. So I'm sure some people, the people who think that I'm a villain, are might look at you like, how are you going to be with him? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I definitely think that about some people. I'm like, dang, how's he put up with you? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, because you know a different side of this person or you experience this person differently. Right. But you have experienced me, have experienced me differently, right? Yeah. So it would be weird for somebody to be like, nah, you got to cancel Corey because he did this. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, no, you don't know Corey like I know Corey. They tried it. They did, and they probably still will. But my point is that it's just the group think is such a huge thing, and from the behavioral stand side, uh, stand side standpoint, and the psychological standpoint, it group think is very, 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 very powerful. Mm-hmm. It can take you over, and you have no idea why the hell you did anything you did. Mm-hmm. The guy who tried to steal the painting and ended up tasing himself in the nuts and dying from a heart attack, I guarantee you that day had no. He he had no ambition to steal a painting. Right. You 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 see what I'm saying? Right. He did something, the dumbest thing he could have ever done, and it cost him his life because of groupthink. Right. Everybody else is doing something. I feel like I'm emboldened to do something as well. Yeah. He had no intention of doing that. Like I wish I can talk to him, but I can't. But I'm I would guarantee, and even your rest of her soul, the 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 lady who got shot. I'm sure she was not planning on getting shot that day. Right. I'm sure she was probably not even planning on storming the Capitol or going inside of the little chamber where she was at when there were clearly police officers and there was clearly somebody who had a gun and they were trying to pull her back and they were telling her, there's a gun, there's a gun, there's a gun. That group thing took over. There's a lot of energy in there. Mm-hmm. She stepped in that window and it cost her her life. Mm-hmm. So I do that. That is fundamental to so like, I wouldn't say it's necessarily fundamental to social media. It's really fundamental to the human experience. But social media has exacerbated that. Mm -hmm. It makes it so much like on a larger scale. That is just it's just scary. It is. And we can be caught in a compromising situation and not even know that we're in that situation. So super duper scary. Yeah. So what? What what will you do in the future when we have kids? Will you allow them social media? Will there be restrictions? How will that look? There will definitely be restrictions. So if y'all don't, I grew up, I didn't have a phone till I was 18. Okay. Now, mind you, I, I remember growing up and like having dial up and other stuff. So my technology range is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But 
there will f- most definitely be restrictions because one, I think it's in- important to instill the skills on being able to talk to talk. people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And being able to read people and understand body language yeah. and context in somebody's tone and things of that nature, which you don't get from social media or through electronics. So there will definitely be restrictions. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy the like, put your phone down during, you know, dinner mm-hmm. or the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or I might even, you know, we can talk about, do we let them have their phones at night or certain time limits where they're like their social media apps cut off. Or even if we even allow them to have social media, the problem now though is that when I was growing up, it was a hybrid, right? Right. Where it was more personal conversations and interactions that were going on than it was on social media. Right. That's almost flipped now. So the it's imperative for people to be connected to grow. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, if we have children, they're going to be growing up in in a society where the way people are most connected is through electronics. Yeah, that's true. So we might actually be hindering them from not letting them be on, but the restrictions got to be tough because at the end of the day, people are still going to be people. Right. And you're still going to have to interact with the people to get anywhere in life. Right. Whether that be in your career, you want to find somebody in your love life, uh, you want to have children, you want to get married, you want to have a certain circle of friends, you're going to have to interact with these people face to face, not through an electronic device. Yeah. And I feel very similar to that. Like, even if you are, you know, doing things through a device, what you're longing for is connection. That's literally what you're doing is trying to connect with someone. And I think that that will always be a void until you find that in personal connection. Mm -hmm. So I really want to instill personal connection. And as a parent, I don't want to get lost and not be able to carry on a conversation with my child. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And I don't, I don't want to be like, we see the parents on TV all the time when they're talking to their kid and their kid just like can't talk back. Right. Or is like too wrapped up in their phone. I don't want to be the person who's too wrapped up, but also don't want my kid to be not able to like speak to me. Right. So there will definitely, I don't know what it will be, but there will, there will be some restrictions in our household. Yeah, for sure. That we will also have to attend to because we got to walk it like we talk it. Do you remember like, do you remember getting on social media? Like what was your first experience? I don't remember when it was. I do remember MySpace. That was my first. All right. Yeah. Turn up. MySpace. MySpace was my first social media. I don't remember what year or anything like that, but I remember having my top eight friends, you know. That top eight. See, that even that, <laughs> the pressure of keeping people in your top eight, uh-huh. you know, like. I swear I changed them every day. Oh, my goodness gracious. You're the, here today, gone tomorrow. The drama of moving from like a, a three spot to a four spot mm-hmm. was everything. That's why I just kept uh, Tom at number one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you could, unless you, I had a girlfriend or something, but I kept Tom at number one. So you never, Tom you never my know no- who's yeah. my number one friend. Tom, my number one. You can't be number one. You mean number two, though. But yeah, I don't remember when, but I do know that I had MySpace. Um, then Facebook, then Instagram maybe, and then Twitter, mm. or maybe vice versa, Twitter, then Instagram. I can't remember, but I did get Twitter in high school. Nice. And Instagram in high school. 
social media for me. I remember Zanga. Okay, I remember those things because of my older cousins. Uh, okay. But so, I never had them. But yeah, I remember being I remember on Zanga, Zanga. Uh, Black Planet, <laughs> uh, AOL, or AIM. AIM. Yeah, AIM was crazy. AIM used to be popping back in the day. The crazy part about it was that I just saw these people in school. But like when you get out of school, they're like, hey, boy, jump on AIM at 630. And like, you know, you with your friends. But it's just, I guess it was kind of cool because you always want to spend time with your friends. And we used to always spend weekends and stuff with our friends. But to be able to spend time with them every single day was cool. Uh, So I remember that. Zanga, Black Planet, MySpace, AIM. um, Even, I think it was called iMeme was like a music platform one. That was cool. I remember Facebook when it was just the Facebook and you had to have a college account to get on. Mm, and I don't remember that. I See, faked, I came in after that. Yeah, I faked in a, I faked a college email and it let me on. So oh my goodness. the security wasn't great at all. <laughs> and so I was on there uh, for, I mean, a long time. I can probably look it up right now, you know, a, a user since. Uh, I was on Twitter when Twitter first came out. I was on IG when IG first came out. Uh, Vine, RIP Vine, because uh, Vine. Vine first came out. So here's my story with TikTok. I got TikTok when it first came out and it was whack. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. it was literally just like dance videos. So it was just dancers like dancing and not in the sense of like what you see now with all these transitions and stuff like that. Right. And it wasn't like these challenges and viral dances. It was like literal dancers who I followed from like America's Best Dance Crew and stuff mm-hmm. like that who were just on there dancing. And it was like the dance version of Vine. Yeah. And it was short videos, and I think it had a time limit restriction as well. That was like very short because remember Vine was six seconds. Mm-hmm. I think TikTok at the time was like fifteen to twenty or something like that. Okay. So I was like, I had it, and I would, I just could not find anything entertaining on TikTok, so I deleted it. Hmm. Um, but Snapchat. Oh, I forgot about Snapchat. Yeah, I told you, I forget about Snapchat. <laughs> I think I've been on all of them really since the inception of their, like since their inception. I'm probably. Zanga is probably the oldest one I remember. Okay. I'm sure there's probably some more beyond that, but yeah. I'm going back as far as Zanga and AIM and uh, Yahoo Messenger and stuff like that. Okay. But which one am I most addicted to is a real question. Mm. Right now, it's definitely Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is my my morning sip, I guess you could say. I Literally, if it's a good day on Twitter... I had a good day. Yeah. I had a good day because I you laughed. Do. It was funny. How many times is this like you're doing something and you hear me just just giggle or something? Giggle. Cackle. Okay. I was trying to be modest, Cackle. but okay, bust me out. Um, because it is just like hilarious. People are just so funny and they're so witty and like it's just they are witty. Hilarious. They put stuff to to um to situations and I'm so much a laugh at like my pain type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think black Twitter is so, uh, so funny is because that is very familiar to me in the black culture. That's what we do. We take pain and we make it funny so that we can cope with it. So I feel at home on Twitter. If yeah. that makes sense. Um, here's how I kind of run them in my mind. Facebook is the, the bougie me, I guess you can say, <laughs> right. The, the somewhat professional me, the version of me where like is clean. Mm-hmm. Twitter is just real me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to know real me, you get on Twitter. Instagram is uh, is Instagram. You know, Instagram yeah. is live me. I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah. You do. I do a lot of live get on stuff there and talk. on Instagram, and people tell me all the time, "You always spam your story." 
just keep on clicking. And now I've started tap, to tap, disclaim tap, 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 them. Tap. Yeah, like, hey, this is going to be a long post. Um, Snapchat is ancient to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really use it too much, but every once in a while I'll get on. Yeah. And then I enjoy, and TikTok is like informational me. Mm-hmm. So I get on TikTok to be like inspired and gain new information. I'm like, wow, that's really cool that people thought about this and I, I can do this as well. Um, so I like that. So that's like my uh, roulette of social media apps. That's yeah. what it is. All right. I think that I I know that I am most addicted to Instagram. Re- over TikTok? Yeah. Wow. That's a pro- You know what? No, it's not. It's not. I don't. I don't get on TikTok that much. I guess it's like a nightly ritual for you. So yeah, I just, I just get you. on it once a day. Okay. You stay on Instagram. I huh? mean, sometimes I'll get on TikTok more if people send me videos because my friends do send me a lot of funny videos and I'll watch them right then. Right. But I'm not just scrolling. I'll scroll like at night when I lay down or something. But I check Instagram way too many times a day. Yeah. I don't even want to know how many times I check Instagram. Grab your phone. Let's see. Let's look at screen time. Let's do it. I mean, mine's got to be terrible today. Trust me, because I ain't do nothing today. So let's see. Ooh, come on! What you got? My screen time today was. This is gonna be a cheat code because you got a new phone. <laughs> One hour and fifteen minutes. Oh, that's so I'm cheating! Just kidding. Okay. I was about to say, mine is eight hours and three minutes. Um. I actually did get a new phone, so it doesn't have it on here. Dang. But what'd you say? Mine is eight hours and three minutes. Here's my breakdown. An hour and 50 minutes on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> An hour and 30 minutes on Instagram. 45, 46 minutes on TikTok. And then it counts my messages. So I've been in my messages for like 45 minutes as well. Uh, but as you can see, like I said earlier, I don't really be on Facebook like that. Matter of fact, if I post on Facebook, it's typically from my IG. So I'll post a photo on IG and just tag it over to my Facebook. Uh, I'll probably be on my ESPN app more than I'm on uh on facebook so yeah i'm definitely most addicted to twitter twitter is most me trying to turn on your phone i'm trying to turn on my old phone so i can look because now i'm interested well don't mess it up except i know that this week is going to be a little high because we were in the car for 10 hours we were but that was just my today so i'm probably averaging wait i eight hours today that was today oh (laughs) Oh my gosh. Today. Mine is not that high. I think mine's probably five or six hours a day. Yeah. But you were like, you had a lot of meetings and you was tap tapping away at the computer. A- on average. Oh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Mine's probably on average is probably around six, five or six. Let's see. She probably got high numbers, y'all. Let's see. She out here fronting. You should stop fronting. So today. Chico today. You should go yesterday. Two hours and 47 minutes. Uh-huh. Okay. Average screen time per week is five hours and 23 minutes. So that's not bad. And. Yeah, my average Most used are my messages. And then next is my Instagram for an average of three hours. And then Twitter. Oh, wait. Then Facebook. Whoa. Facebook's above Twitter. You stay on Facebook, huh? I didn't realize that. Uh, it's because you be in them groups. That is true. Yeah, you be in them groups. That is true. I am on Facebook groups. I joined one about Danny DeVito. Yeah, it's called you the did. Danny DeVito Fan Club. <laughs> Interesting. 
Um, yeah, and TikTok isn't even on here. That's crazy. TikTok's on mine. I I really two minutes in the past week is how long I've been on TikTok. Interesting. I know because you used to be on it every night for hours. I know. See my, I don't know my uh my interest comes and goes with everything. I feel that. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. Did this documentary change the way you view social media and how you use it? Yeah, and I think I talked about this at the beginning where I have turned off my notifications. Um, and then also when I get ads, I'm more inclined to ignore them because I know that I'm being targeted. Right. So I'm like, you can't get me. Okay. <laughs> no, I feel you. I'm defiant. I, I feel the same. I think it did change the way that I... It, I already somewhat knew that, especially because I was reading a book called Digital Minimalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all should go check that one out. It's about being able to strip away from these things mm-hmm. because they're not tools anymore. Um, but it did change my view on them, especially with the echo chamber stuff and what I need to continue to do now. And even more so is to continue to broaden and look further out to not just hear the opinion of my peers who are on my side of the fence, uh, but to reach out and to, and to listen to other people. Uh, so it just really makes me want to listen. And then also to continue to, this is what I did on, on Instagram. I turned off the notifications. I like muted pages of all of these influencers that I follow. And so I don't get their notifications and I don't even see their stuff in hopes, in hopes that Instagram would show me the people who I wanted to see, like my friends. That's not actually what happened, but it's still the people who I want to see, right? It's still some of the influence that I want to see that bring me happiness and joy on a day-to-day basis. So really what I try to do is I try to center my social media around things that really do bring me joy. So if I'm going to spend time on it, if I'm going to average five hours a day on it uh, per week, I, I should be getting joy from it. The second I feel like I'm not getting joy and that everything's just kind of bleak and just just sinking on me, I get off. I will continue to do my social media hiatuses mm-hmm. and my cleanses because I think that they're amazing. And not only are they amazing for me, they also clear my algorithm. Because mm-hmm. now my algorithm's like, I don't know what the heck to give you mm-hmm. because you haven't been on in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that. But yeah, that's that's how I'll do it. I'll just be so much more aware about social media and it just pushes me to be in front of people more. Yeah. You know, I really want to be in front of people more. I, I can't wait till we can do all that again. Oh, me either. I'm not going to take it for granted. Yeah. And I think that we just get into this bad habit of where that's what it is now is a habit. We mindlessly look at social media. We go from Twitter to Instagram to Facebook to Snapchat and then we do it all over again. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed, really. You may see a couple new tweets, then you're caught up. You may see, well, Instagram's algorithm is messed up. Anytime I get Definitely. on Instagram, I see something completely different, which also annoys me because sometimes I'll see something and I'll want to like it. And it goes away. And then it refreshes. And you can't find it. And I can't find it. Yeah. And I will have to literally go to that person's thing. And I do this to my friends, so just know that if I like your picture, it's probably because I went through a lot to get there. Because I will see a photo of my friends, right? And I'm looking at it. It refreshes. And I'm like, well, now I'm never going to see that picture again. So I have to go like it. So I go to their profile. 
just to find the picture, just to like it, to be a supportive friend. Yeah, I mean, which sounds like an issue. Lucky so. for you, because mm. most of the times when I see it, I don't get a glimpse of like the page name. Yeah, and then it's gone. I'm like, I don't I, even know. I don't who posted even know that. who posted it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I just gotta like, let me see if I can Google what it looked like, and it could pop up or something that like is that. True. Um, but yeah, that's trash. Now, <laughs> the irony of this entire episode, <laughs> okay, <laughs> is that we're talking about social media and how trash it may or may not be, and the things of that nature. Um, but we really want you to like follow <laughs> our pages, right? Right. <laughs> we are on uh, TikTok. But, we well, are that's on... another thing is that we realize that it's a problem for us, but we accept it, right? Yes, like it is definitely. But also, like follow this if you want updates. I don't. We're not. Yes, we want you to hear us and li- to listen to us. But we are doing this podcast because we love what we're doing. Yeah. And so, whether you really want to be invested or not. These are the places where you're going to get our information. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm not. I hope that it doesn't continue to bide for your attention. But join our Facebook group. We want to create an area where people who are like us, who enjoy the things that we enjoy, can interact with each other. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So it's not us interacting with you. You can interact with each other. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter so we can give you more updates pretty recent and live updates Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram and TikTok. And also, if you want to be a part of our giveaways and things of that nature, you'll need to be a member of those things. So while we did probably sit here and it sounds like we bash social media the whole time, social media can be very useful. And that's the, the way that we intend to use it. Mm-hmm. So please go follow us. Press next podcast on all of that. Um, now, we know y'all just got stimmies. Stimmies. Okay. Count been stimulated. We know you got stimmies. If you really support us, uh, do so financially, please. <laughs> uh, we are on Cash App and Venmo. Press next podcast. We're self-funded. We want to continue to create um, the things that we want to create, but also give you all an experience. And so the money that we actually get from you all goes to, yes, it goes to stuff for us, like better equipment and stuff like that. But it also goes to things that we give to our listeners uh, and stuff. So if you want to be really a part of this community and to give to us so that we can also give to you, we are just packaging things up, right? Um, we are the conduits to help you out. So Amen. if you really just want to help us out, uh, drop us some money. Anything helps. A dollar, five dollars, twenty dollars. If you really want to flex that stimmy, drop the whole 600. You know what I'm saying? Oh boy. Drop the whole 600. We'll do something with that. Um, but yes, please do that. And then for anybody who has bought popcorn from Mama Moore's Popcorn, we thank you so much. Like, so much. That was a free and partnership. I know she, I know she, she loved too. it and she thanks it, uh, but we're going to say it for her. Free partnership. We didn't gain anything from that. We, again, just wanted to do something for our listeners. That was very special special for our listeners. That made sense for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we appreciate that. Do you have any last church announcements before I do say something? I do not. All right. Last and uh, not least, my homeboy CJ... Okay, and his fiance, they just started a brand new podcast. It comes out every single Friday. Uh, they're going to be discussing much like uh, Katie and I discussed, but more so in like entertainment and just lifestyle stuff, mm-hmm. not based on films and stuff like that. The podcast is called Seriously Dude, and I will throw some links up on our IG page so you can follow them and stuff like that. But uh, excited for them, proud of them. And also shout out to my girl Mish and the Black Celebration. That's yes. coming here soon. Uh, a lot of creators around me are creating, and I love to see it. We love to see we it. Love we love to see it. We will always support 
as much as we can. So y'all go get in tune to their stuff. Check out their stuff. And if you like it, give them a follow. Don't forget to uh, to give us a subscribe and a review. Yes. And thank you so much for listening and coming back for 2021. 2021. Let's have a better year than we had last year. Let's dive into the stuff and let's have fun. And you all know the slogan. You know what it is when it asks you, when it prompts you on the screen because you're watching TV and you're just binge watching the whole thing. What should you do? Always press next. Peace out.